Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We often have the opportunity on Harvest Time to tell the stories of the church as we feature interviews with our members and other friends of the ministry. We, of course, always want to invite you to join us at Harvest Baptist Church this weekend. Our morning worship service begins at 10.30 a.m. Sunday morning, and we'll be talking a little bit more about it today. But first on Harvest Time, let's begin by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Half a day, Chris. Good to be talking with you again today. We're actually recording this a little bit early. I'm going to be off island for a little bit of time. So when this airs, we're leading into a week, a Sunday that I won't be preaching at Harvest. Uh, in turn, somebody that will be familiar to people that have been around Harvest and part of uh, KHMG for some time will know Dr. Yo Shirado is going to be preaching in the morning service. And so I've asked Dr. Yo if he'd come along with us and tell us a little bit about what he's going to be preaching. And then we'd like to talk with him about the story that God's had in his life. So welcome, Yo. Welcome back to KHMG. And thank you for being a part of Harvest Time. Good morning. Thank you for having me back. It's exciting. Always exciting to be back. So Pastor has been preaching through the book of Acts, and um, when he comes back, he'll be leading into the end of chapter 2, is that correct? That's right. So I thought it would be appropriate, a topic to talk about uh, the church, church in uh, God's overall program and what he is doing throughout the history, and how does church fit in to his work of redemption? Yeah, and I really think that Acts 2, 41 through 47, in my mind, is the text that probably provides the greatest essence of the church in all of the New Testament. I mean, it really gives us very clear teaching about what the church is. So that foundation will be really great as we lead into that awesome text there at the end of Acts chapter 2. So looking forward to that. That'll be this Sunday at 1030. Chris will give us the details about that at the end of the show as well. But maybe for some that don't know you as well, Dr. Yoke, tell us about your background, where you're from, how God brought you to Guam, and maybe the story of God's work in your life. So my name might gives out, uh, gives away that I'm a Japanese. I'm a Japanese native. Grew up there until I was 15 years old. And the whole time I was in Japan, I never heard the gospel. I never seen a church building. I didn't even know a, a Christian person. But... The long story short, it is really God's directing me to himself started, you know, since I was born. Mm -hmm. But uh, it is really God's providence that I came to Guam when I was 15. Well, what brought you to the island? I was a really naughty child. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, well, actually, I failed this education system in Japan, the entrance exam into high school. And I didn't have any high school to attend to in Japan. And at that time, a family friend of ours were moving down to Guam to start a restaurant. And they invited me to come along and they would introduce a host family to host me and find a school to you know, start a new, different life. That is so amazing. We're going to talk some more about what God's done in your life since that time. But to me, to he hear that and think back that I'm sure what must have been a devastating situation to come up as a 15-year-old, and I, I know some of the dynamics culturally in Japan of that, I guess we would call it this failure, but was everything that God needed to start a whole new path for you. That's an amazing That's right. thing. Really, my whole life goal was to build my own life, make my own career and name for myself, 
the coming to Guam, it was really the turning point of my life. And if I passed that test and remained in Japan, I don't think I've ever had the opportunity to hear the gospel. Hmm. So really uh, need how God providentially brought me to Guam. And then we looked for a private school for me to attend. So mm-hmm. public school wasn't an option. At that time, I was really small, you know, and I thought I would be bullied to death <laughs> <laughs> if I had gone to any of those rough schools. And so we visited all the private schools on the island, and they were all closed at that time. Uh, I was full. And the last school that I visited was Harvest, and it says it had one opening for 10th grade boy. That was my category, mm-hmm. and so I had no choice. But to come to Harvest and immediately just sign the fill it, fill out the application form, and I was in. Wow. Uh, did you speak much English at that time? Not at all. Just a, not, not, not even a word. And on the application, after the name, the first question on the application was, What is your religion? And,、uh, you know, in Japan, nobody asks that question. Yeah.、Uh, it's a private thing, and you keep your religion to yourself. So I put down, Well, I didn't know what to put down, so I asked my mom what to put down. So I said,、uh, Buddhist, and didn't even know how to spell Buddhist.、Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> what is it, one D or two Ds?、Uh, so now it's not as unusual to have a Buddhist student coming to harvest. But at that time, I was the only Japanese in school, in my grade anyway. And so I you know, immediately became famous ar- among faculty members. You know, here's a Buddhist. Opportunity student in the Christian <laughs> school. So I feel like I had a bullseye on my head, forehead. I can imagine that anytime that you would possibly question sort of this path for, you know, that God's done in your life, and I'm not saying that you would ever do that, but you look back. So, first of all, you know, the only reason that you would leave Japan in the first place is this, you know, significant failure. The only opening. At any school in Harvest, really, in the ones that you're trying to get into. And there was only one spot in 10th grade. I mean,、yeah. it couldn't be more clear that God's hand was directing、mm-hmm. all of these things. You've talked about God's providence. That's so awesome to hear about again. But、uh, so now you're at Harvest and kind of got a target on your head. <laughs> did you enjoy being here? Was it challenging, I did. frightening? I did. It was a major, everything was different. The way you should behave in school. Was different. We never had any demerit system in Japan. But、uh, you know, here at Harvest, even, back then it was even stricter. And、uh, for anything you do, you, you'd be called into principal's office. And I don't know how many countless hours I spent with you know, Mr. <laughs> Wood, Pastor Roger Wood. But faculty, teachers, they were all kind to me. And one, one English teacher, Mrs. Benninger, came up to me after school. She asked me, Am I your friend?、Mm. And that's so contra cultural for me. You know, in, in Japan, it is teachers against students. Right. And so I said, you know, turned to her, of course not.、Mm. You're not my friend, you're my teacher. You、mm. know, how can a teacher be a friend? But they were gracious and patient, although I did get in trouble a lot every day. And there was also Hawaiian Japanese in my class. And he had been a Christian for a year before I came. And so he knew a little bit of Japanese, broken Japanese. And so he and I、uh, really became good friends. Sure. And he would share the gospel with me, and I would talk from my you know, background, reincarnation, and, and UFO, and 
and the ancestor worship and all that just jumble.、Mm-hmm. And at the end, end of the debate or discussion, it went on for weeks maybe. And at the end of the conversation, he asked me, Hey, you know, you are a good friend. And I love to see you in heaven again.、Mm-hmm. Why don't you become a Christian? And at that time, I was you know, getting accustomed to harvest and, and noticing that you know, people at harvest are different, especially teachers. And I was beginning to envy you know, what is it that they, they have and that I don't have?、Hmm. Uh, so when Ryan asked me that question, I said, Sure, I'll, I'll become a Christian. You know, what do I have to lose? And so.、Um, I promised Ryan, you know, next Friday chapel, if there's an invitation, you would go forward and, you know, talk to one of the teachers and become a Christian. So Friday morning came and listened to chapel. Sure enough, there was an invitation, and Ryan was standing next to me and nudging me with his elbow. And, hey, <laughs> you, you promised you'd go forward. Yeah. So I wanted to do that. So I went, went forward, and、uh, Mr. Herridge, my chemistry teacher, took me to the counseling room behind the baptismal pool in the old building. And he asked me some questions. I had no idea what he said, but at the end, I understood do you want to become Christian? So I said, yes,、well, let's pray. And, and prayed. And、uh, maybe I was emotional. You know, I just started crying and, and tears started com- coming out and never had this emotional experience. And、uh, from that day on, on I, I, I proclaimed to be a Christian. I, I told everybody, hey, I'm a Christian now. Just watch me. I'm going to be perfect.、Hmm. You know, I'm going to be an A student. You know, I'm not going to get any more demerit.、Uh, wrong move, right?、Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the more I try to do right, the more I realize how sinful and, and unable to deal with my own sin. So it took about six months or more. But、uh, one、uh, evangelistic service、uh, when Ron Comfort and、uh, Bruce Brubaker, Mr. Brubaker, the accordion guy,、okay. came from the States and had a special meeting. And at the end, I just couldn't wait for the invitation. I went, went forward and, and knelt down and you know, asked Jesus to forgive my sins,、uh, surrendered. I, I totally understood what、uh, surrender means, unconditional surrender. And when I Surrendered my life. I, I confess my sins that I am not able. I, I, you have to deal with me or I will die.、Mm-hmm. I heard an almost audibly you know, voice here you know, saying, You are forgiven.、Mm-hmm. You are forgiven. And I felt such a confirmation and assurance of salvation that I, I was forgiven. I, I felt like a huge load came off from my. Back, and I could, I could fly that、mm. night. You know,、uh, it was a glorious moment. It's an awesome testimony and example of the distinction between, you know, just this head knowledge or even、mm. verbal assent sometimes, and the difference between the recognition of my sin before a holy God and the need for forgiveness. It's such a critical part. You know, obviously, it's the key part of salvation.、Mm. It's a really encouraging. You know, it might even be some people that are listening right now, and they, would, they have said for a long time, Hey, I'm a Christian for whatever reason. They may even, as you talked about, they may even had an emotional experience at some point, but the change that the Holy Spirit works in a life has not followed along. And I think your testimony is a good example of that that,、mm-hmm. that, that genuine conversion took place when the recognition of sin took place and, and God 
and convicted the heart and genuine uh, repentance mm-hmm. occurred. That's, a, that's really thrilling to hear about that. And, uh, and after that, let me ask you two questions, Dr. Yo. Uh, one is, what was the difference for you after that? And secondly, how'd your family respond to that? Um, my parents didn't respond too negatively. Okay. Um, they thought if that's what you want to believe, uh, it's up to you. But they did say, don't be too fanatic about it. Sure. You know? So about two years uh, into it, I heard about baptism, and uh, my youth pastor took me in and and asked me, have you ever been baptized? And what in the world is baptism? Mm -hmm. Uh, And he explained to me that is a visible testimony of, you know, your salvation, you're you're testifying that you you are a follower of Christ in in public. And so I, I said, hey, that's exactly what I want to do. So I'll, I'll be glad to you know, get baptized in the next opportunity. And so I got baptized, and no, there was no heaven open and dove descending. But I, was, I think that's reserved for Jesus. I think that's yeah, when that I, I happened. I think so yeah. too, yeah. yes. <laughs> that would be okay with me. Yeah. But I was just overjoyed, and my parents didn't come to that, and I didn't think I needed a permission. You know, they said, you can believe whatever you want. So... I didn't ask for any permission, and I didn't tell them that I was going to get baptized. But I came home. At at that time, my parents were visiting uh, me from Japan, and they they saw me being so happy and joyful that they had never seen. Mm. And And I told them I got baptized. You know, they thought I was brainwashed into this cult. And so my parents really showed their opposition against my belief since my baptism. And they, they tried to pull me out of school. Oh, really? Um, my desire was to go to college, uh, Christian college right afterwards, but they forced me to c- come back to Japan. So I, I didn't, so they, they let me graduate from Harvest, uh, which I was very thankful, but they did not allow me to go to Christian college that I wanted to go to. But that too was God's providence. You know, they I was away from home uh, from 15 to 19, mm-hmm. and they hadn't seen my change, what what's going on with, in me. So uh, the Lord provided me an opportunity to share testimony uh, to them uh, as by going back to Japan instead of going to Christian college right away. You were back in Japan for how long? And tell me about your, your parents spiritually. Well, both of my parents are uh, deceased. Okay. My mom was was saved actually at harvest on Christmas Day. Uh-huh. But my, my dad was an atheist, and my mom was, she went to school to become a Shinto priest uh, and, and Japanese teacher. So I guess that's uh, a typical, uh, not, not very religious, mm-hmm. but superstitious maybe. And so they strongly forbade me to go to the Christian college but I begged as when I was in Japan, you know, and I was going through, um, going to attending a fine arts conservatory, and uh, that's that's the path that they, my parents wanted me to go through, go to, and so I was going to the school or conservatory, and meanwhile at the same time I was begging them, uh, trying to witness to them and begging them to uh, let me go to the Christian college, and uh, after two years they gave in. Mm. And, you know, if you want to go to the Christian college, 
that badly, then we'll support you. We'll fully support you and we'll let you go. But we are coming with you and to see what kind of place that is. <laughs> and if that is any, you know, dangerous, you know, cultic place, then I'll, you know, we'll immediately bring you back home. So they came to Greenville, South Carolina with me. And uh, it was a torture for my dad because, you know, he couldn't smoke for 24 hours, <laughs> but he endured through. And uh, they were both so impressed by the campus, well-kept, beautiful, and uh, the people, the smiling. And to them, that was a different place. A whole different world. Yeah, yeah different yeah. world. And so really, that was instrumental in softening their hearts, mm -hmm. especially my mom's. So in my first semester at the college, we prayed every night. At a, with a prayer group, and every night we prayed for my mom's salvation. At Christmas, I came home back to Japan, and the family, our family, decided to come to Guam for Christmas break. So we attended. I attended harvest on Christmas Eve service, and invited my mom to come. She came along with me in the Eve service, and uh, that night in the evening, I remember mom was sitting at a kitchen table by herself, just thinking about something late at night. And there was also Christmas morning service, so I invited her, and she came along. My dad refused to come, but my mom came along. And um, I was praying during the message, and I was trying to translate into Japanese during the message. And you know, after the message, there was an invitation. I was holding her hand and praying for her. And then all of a sudden, she, you know, let go with my hand, and she started walking down the mm -hmm. aisle. And it's like, Mom, where are you going? <laughs> what are you doing? And she turned around and said, I want to become a Christian. Do you have wow. any problem with that? <laughs> uh, she was a little feisty lady. <laughs> so, um, wow, that's great. We both went down to the pastor's office, and, and Mrs. Lewis, uh, the mm -hmm. pastor's wife, talked with her, and I translated, and she prayed the sinner's prayer and got saved. It's a great story of God's just constant love for us, the way he draws us to himself. Really, really exciting. We have just a couple minutes here, Dr. Yo, but you finished college, some grad work, and some ministry in overseas, right? You served in Singapore. In Singapore. And then, you know, eventually God called you back here to Harvest. Tell us about that and tell us what you're doing right now. So I was an assistant pastor to a missionary and um, also teaching at a seminary in Singapore. But uh, the financially, it was impossible to continue the ministry, the seminary. And there was really not enough for me to do uh, to stay in Singapore. So the missionary pastor recommended me to look for another place to serve. And at that time, there were a couple teachers from Harvest traveling through Asia and came visit Singapore as well. So heard from them that Harvest Baptist Bible Institute is trying to become full-blown college, and they're looking for someone to, you know, be able to um, help with the academic program. Yeah. yeah. So I felt that was you know, an opportunity that God is opening up, so I sent an email to Pastor Heron at that time, and Pastor Heron, it was like, well, we, we've been praying for you to come back <laughs> the past 10 years, you know, there's God's, God's prayer, uh, answer of prayer. So I, I took that as a God's directing me back to Guam. So I came back in 2010 in January. And 
Now I'm teaching, my pr primary responsibility is to teach Bible college and also teach some classes in academy. But uh, my burden for the near future is to get involved with Bible translation projects uh, for the Micronesian islands and for our students, really. Yeah. God has given you so many. He's gifted you in very unique ways, Dr. Yo. And the fit back here on campus and in the ministry, I, I just don't think could be any better. Not only do you have the history of you know the, God's work in your life through the academy, but then the training and being able to come back and you add such depth to the, our faculty at the college. You also serve on our pastoral team. And uh, so we're just so thankful for the way that God's brought you back here and using your ministry, I think, so fully in, in so many ways. And we have the additional understanding that very soon, after many years of people wondering, we're going to have a uh, Mrs. Dr. Yo. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm also involved with the Japanese ministry here. Yes. And um, as a single man, there's really limitation to what I can do because uh, most of the people come are uh, ladies. And um, if even if I want to minister to them, there's limitation to that. So I uh, really began praying for a spouse and partner that we can work together uh, so that it'll help my uh, broaden my ministry and, and deepen my ministry. And um, the Lord uh, provided the last, uh, when was that? <laughs> last July, yeah. a couple of months ago, a few months ago, uh, we got engaged and um, we'll, Lord willing, be married next year, July 24th, the day Tokyo Olympic begins. <laughs> in so, Japan, right? Wedding's yes. going to be in Japan. 286 more days. Okay. <laughs> And then uh, uh, your fiance's name is Mikuni. Mikuni and uh, Dr. Yo Mikuni then will be back here after that serving God together. And we can't wait to meet her. Uh, hope to be there at the wedding. And then uh, can't wait for her to be back here, part of the team. So we're so thankful again for God's work in your life. Thank you for your willingness to serve, your faithfulness uh, in the ministry. And, and we're looking forward to your preaching ministry this coming Sunday. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Well, as always at this time, we want to personally invite you to services this weekend at Harvest Baptist Church. We begin Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. We have children's programs, adult Bible fellowships at that time. And then in our morning service, 10.30 a.m., Dr. Yo will be preaching on the church in God's program. Now, you can stop at our Welcome Center, which is out in front of the auditorium, to get directions to your class, your children's class. And you can find more information at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.